What's going on, guys? Episode 28 of the show today, and I am, of course, your host, Ron Gaeta. It's Monday, October 5th, the best month of the year, and we're definitely going to have some awesome stuff coming your way this month. We've already given away a couple Dancing Gnome Beer gift cards the last couple weeks, and we will continue to do so. All you have to do is share this episode, tag myself or the show so I can see that you shared it, and I'll be announcing the next winner next Monday during that show. All right, my guest today is former NHL player of 15 seasons, Darius Kasparitis. Kasper has played for a handful of teams, including your Pittsburgh Penguins. He talks about what it was like being the fifth overall draft pick by the New York Islanders, being shocked that he was traded to the hated rival Pittsburgh Penguins, scoring the famous Game 7 overtime goal, and a lot more in this one, guys. Enjoy. Nope. Mr. Pop. Taking over on the play is Robert Lang. He's going to trigger. Here's Casparitis. Wisting one. He shoots and scores. The Pittsburgh Penguins have won the series. In overtime, Darius Kasparitis. And ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has just left the building. <laughs> All right, guys, my guest today played in the NHL for 15 seasons, over uh, 860 games with the New York Islanders, Rangers, Colorado Avalanche, and, of course, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, let's welcome Darius Kasparitis. Casper, thanks for joining the show, man. What's going on? Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, not much. Yeah. Um, so where we get these started normally, uh, just want to get into some of your early hockey uh, influences when you knew you wanted to play hockey for a living or when you knew that it was a, like a real possibility? Well, honestly, I just uh, fell in love as a kid with the hockey equipment. Uh, I saw a boys wearing in my uh, neighborhood in Lithuania when I was little. So I always loved, you know, watching them walk. I grew up in a little town, so I always watch, uh, loved watching them go to practice wearing all gear, hockey gear. So uh, the moment we had a coach come to my school and ask who wants to play hockey, I was the first kid, you know, excited to to eventually wear the same equipment. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I um, I don't know. I just joined it and I, I fell in love with it. Nice. Who, who were some of your uh, influences growing up? Well, I know I, well, I grew up watching Soviet hockey. So uh, I had a lot of, a lot of, you know, grew up watching, uh, you know, USSR team. So uh, mm-hmm. Russian team. So they always, you know, they always won. So uh, yeah. it was kind of, easy to follow them but probably you know uh as i remember you know fetisov uh, was one of them kasatonov you know the the the, the first five you know makarov you know it was a lot of good players mm-hmm. at that time you know so i watched them play then i, I ended up eventually playing with them on the same team you know yeah that's awesome uh if not hockey what would you be doing for a living if you didn't end up in the nhl well no i have no clue you know <laughs> It's hard, you know. I, 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 you know, I'm still uh, like I'm doing some kind of job. I, I work now for the developing company in in, in Miami, but I'm still uh, honestly lost. It's been almost ten years since I retired, maybe more, eleven years, mm-hmm. and I still don't have the passion as I did for hockey, you know, uh, in the real life. You know, I, I, I truly want to find something, you know, and I want to, you know, go back into hockey eventually, you know, if I still have time because you know I'm clo- I'm uh, moving close to fifty. But same time, you know, it's not such a thing as, you know, finding other passion, you know, it's hard, you know, it's very hard to find yourself uh, after the sports. You know, I'm, I'm lucky I have a big family, you know, and, uh, and I'm busy all the time. But, uh, you know, I, I can't understand sometimes that players, you know, it's, it's very hard, you know, to go, go from 
being in that world and going to a normal world. You know? Yeah, for sure. Especially playing for that long and, and being a part of some of these awesome teams here. Uh, so you were drafted by the Islanders. Uh, can you get into what that experience was like leading up to draft day uh, or, or on draft day? Did you have any kind of idea where you would, where, where you might land on that day? Oh yeah, not really. No, I, I, when I went to a draft, you know, I think that was the first time uh, uh, Soviet born players can go to actual draft. And uh, I, I remember going to Montreal and uh, staying in a hotel without the team, you know, by myself. It was kind of weird, you know, because I used to fly with the team all the time. Uh, and, uh, and that time, you know, I went there. I, I didn't have high expectations, but I also knew that I gonna, you know, I had some kind of, uh, you know, I was more advanced player because already when I went to the draft, uh, you know, I was only 19. But that was not my draft year. It was uh, already I born, kids born 1973 draft, but I was 72. And I felt kind of a little old, you know, but same time, I already had, you know, some accomplishments in hockey. You know, I was Olympic champion. Uh, I was a world champion in juniors. You know, I was named best defenseman of the tournament. So I knew that, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't read. I didn't watch news or anything, you know, so I didn't know what rank number was. But I remember sitting in the stands and, uh, you know, the fifth overall uh, was called, you know, for the, 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 the choice was for number five. And I remember... Camera came up to me in the stands. I was like, "Oh my God, I, I, I'm gonna get chosen number five. And then, you know, Islanders traded pick with the Toronto Maple Leafs to get me, and it was, you know, it was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't really knew anything about Islanders. I just knew that, you know, they play in New York, and uh, I didn't realize they play in Long Island. You know, I thought they mm-hmm. play in New York City. Yeah. And uh, then when I came to New York, I realized how big is the New York metropolitan area. You know, for sure. <laughs> Was was there a team you were, would have preferred over another, or did did you care at all where, where where you were going as long as you were drafted? I was so nervous because I thought maybe I should play for the uh, you know uh, new franchise. I think it was Ottawa and Tampa because mm-hmm. uh, they were you know I thought there was not a lot of pressure for them to to play, and I thought maybe I can fit in right into it because you know I didn't realize you know if I can be good enough for this league. And uh, honestly, the things worked out very good. You know, I came to uh, New York October third. I remember nineteen ninety two and October. Sixth, I think I played my first game for New York Islanders. You know, I didn't expect to be in a lineup, but uh, same time, you know, Al Arbor, I think, fell in love with me right away. And uh, he put me in uh, the first game, I remember. And that was very, uh, you know, that was probably one of my, my best year, you know, 92-93 season because, you know, it was everything new and uh, I, I had so much fun. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so then we move on here to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, can you talk about what it's like, what it was like playing with Mario, Yager, two of the greatest to ever play the game, or just, just being a part of some of these really good Penguins teams back then? Oh, you know, first of all, I was shocked that I got traded to Pittsburgh because I knew Pittsburgh hated me, uh, but- <laughs> especially after three playoffs, you know, and uh, every time I went to Pittsburgh after that, people hated me, you know, they had signs and things like that. But when I got traded... I was so nervous, you know, especially nervous to go to Pittsburgh and nervous to play with those guys because mm-hmm. I never played with such a high caliber of superstars in my in my career. You know, I did some in Russia, but not as, as, as those guys, you know. So, uh, you know, they welcomed me and uh, they made me feel very, you know, right away made me feel part of the team. And, uh, you know, and uh, and there was amazing watching play every day. You know, not only them, Ron Francis, oh, you know, yeah. him, and, and even seeing Tom Barrasso, who I don't think gets a lot of credit. You know, he was a very professional. At that time, you know, seeing goalie uh, at that professional level, you know, did a lot of extra things to be a goalie. You know, I never seen goalies work out like that. So uh, I, I was fortunate to play in Pittsburgh with a lot of great great players. You know, uh, later with Kovi, Kovalev, you know, Lang, Straka. Uh, we had a lot of good guys, you know. Yeah. 
so obviously I'm going to talk about game seven, the overtime goal against Buffalo, uh, something I'm sure you've answered a thousand times in your life. But uh, so what was that moment like, obviously scoring that goal? And then, of course, the celebration afterwards. Well, first of all, you know, uh, it was amazing because we talked night before with my roommate, uh, Rene Corbet. You know, what if you have a score, an overtime goal? How do you <laughs> celebrate? The night before well, that, you, they had the night talk? Before the game. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it, and uh, I said, "Listen, first of all, you and me would never score, you know, because Rene <laughs> was like a fourth, fourth line forward, and I was like a defensive defenseman." So he said, "I don't know. Uh, we probably never do that." And the next night, you know, we played and I scored, and I don't know. I was just—I uh, felt all game, uh, you know, all game when I was playing. I felt kind of, you know, had this uh, feeling that you know I gotta do something big, maybe a big hit or something like that. But I didn't expect to score, you know, overtime goal. And uh, the celebration was just the uh, actual natural reaction, you know, of being happy. You know, I didn't plan anything. I was just so excited, you know, what to do. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like it was natural to fall down and just kick your feet up because you're so happy. I didn't realize the guys after that made a huge pile on top of me. <laughs> and actually, I, I remember that I was so nervous that I got to die underneath. Because, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> All those guys. I was, I was screaming, and I can't breathe. I can't breathe, you know. And then oh, wow. <laughs> suddenly, I got some air back on. Definitely one of the biggest Penguin moments ever. Uh, so I want to go to the lockout year here. Uh, you end up going to to play in Russia, Akbar's Kazan, right? Is that where you went? Yeah. Um, I think another Penguins player, one, one of my favorite Penguins players that you uh, were playing with with Pittsburgh at the time, Alexi Morozov, I think, also went with you. Yeah. To, to, who else did you play with on that team? What was like? Uh, Playing, playing with him over there it was cool to have a, a teammate with you to go over there, and uh, and he obviously decided to stay over there from from there on out. But oh, I know we had like uh, they called New York Rangers uh, of the late '90s and early mm -hmm. 2000s. Our team, uh, Akbar's, had so many uh, superstar power, but we didn't do good. You know, uh, you know, we had Alexi Morozov, we had uh, Vinny Lecavaye, we had uh, Dan yeah. Heatley, we had Brad Richards. We had Alexi Kovalev, Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, you know, we had Zhitnik, Habibulin, and that. It, and this, is we, all that we, this is all that same year, that same lockout same, year? Same team, yeah. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> and then we got beat, beat by a bunch of kids uh, first round. So uh, we had fun, you know. I think hockey was the number two priority there when we were there. Because I feel like, you know, we were waiting for our real uh, NHL season to start, but mm -hmm. eventually never happened. So, uh, unfortunately, never happened. So, uh, you know, we just uh, kind of has to have this bad feeling, taste uh, that we didn't perform as people expect us to. But same time, I think we uh, brought Kazan into a hockey map because after, after a couple of years after that, I think they became champions and they have a very successful hockey program right now. It was, you know, they, they, they're doing good in hockey right now in Kazan. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so the show is called For the Berg, obviously based out of Pittsburgh, PA here. Uh, do you remember any of your favorite spots around town or places you guys would go out to eat or anything like that or any cool memories from Pittsburgh in general? I know Pittsburgh changed a lot since I, I played yeah. there. But, uh, you know, we usually go to Morton's after the game, you know, because I think that was the one place open. And uh, some other places, but I don't think, uh, you know, it's very uh, secretive. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh. Uh, my my first daughter was born in Pittsburgh, so I keep nice. uh, you know, but Pittsburgh still in my in my it's gonna be in my heart for the rest of my life. You know, I, I feel like you know I belong, and I was part of this town for six years, and uh, you know I, I have a lot of things associated with Pittsburgh. You know, but uh, you know I just love driving. You know, seeing uh, you don't realize how beautiful town is until uh, you leave and come back. You know, it's a very unique 
you know, town. It's built in the pit. And, uh, you know, every time you come from the tunnel, you know, it's like, wow, this is a city right here and yeah. all these bridges. But I used to love going to like Squirrel Hills, you know, Shady Side, you know, such a weird names, but it was yeah. <laughs> such a cool neighborhoods, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, you know, I stay in, uh, I don't know, I, I, I remember the, you know, Rose Hill Mall or whatever, Rose Mall, I don't forget the Ross Mall Ross Park Mall, maybe. Is that Ross Park Mall, yeah, yeah Ross yeah. Park Mall, you know, I, I spent a lot of time there, you know, and uh and I lived near South Point. I lived right actually near the hockey ring. So I spent a lot of time in the locker room and uh, eating there. And, uh, you know, and just um, enjoying the golf course in the wintertime, you know, just skiing sometimes or playing with my dog and uh, taking my child out. So, uh, you know, I love Pittsburgh. Nice. Uh, can you talk a little bit, little bit about the uh, Mary Lemieux Fantasy Camp, what it was like being a part of that and what, what your role is there or was there? First of all, I was uh, thinking, uh, you know, I would never get invited because I heard a lot of good things about it, you know, from Ty Domi and uh, other players who participated in the camp. And when uh, I received email uh, from the Pittsburgh, you know, Penguins about if I want to join, I, I said yes right away because, you know, I heard good things about it. And I, you know what, that was a, such a good time you know even uh, before all these lockdowns and shit things happened you know it, it was amazing you know being there and seeing mario and the other uh, former players you know and having a good time especially winning you know because anywhere i any level i play right now i try to win and i felt very uh, you know happy to win the tournament yeah that's awesome uh so obviously like we mentioned playing in pittsburgh for a handful of years here you and living in pittsburgh you know what the term jagoff means yeah. What? Do you know what the term jagoff means? Jagoff? Yeah. Uh, not really. It, well, like it, just, just from living in Pittsburgh so long, I, I figured you would knew, knew what it was. It means it's like a, the Pittsburgh term for like, like asshole. What, like, oh, yeah? Dude, like douchebag. Oh, okay. so, nobody, so, nobody ever called me that name. No, no, no. So, <laughs> but the, I ask every guy on the, the show, and it's totally up to you how you want to answer it. Uh, that doesn't matter to me. I'm kind of batting about 500. Half the guys give me answers. So just, just being... Uh, on all these teams and, and playing in the league for so long, anybody that, that you came across or whatever that, that you would say what was a jack-off? <laughs> oh, I think, uh, you know, I think my, like uh, Matthew Barnaby was like that, but then we ended up playing the same team for two teams, Rangers and uh, Pittsburgh, you know? So I feel like, you know, when you play against somebody, you hate them so much, but then right. when you're on a good team, you become good friends. And, uh, you know, usually guys the same style as me, you know, we always end up, connecting on a team because, you know, we know that we have the same, basically same character, you know? So, uh, I think it was when you play against him, it was not really nice, yeah, but then, yeah, it was a jack off. Yeah. All right. A couple of fan questions here and then, uh, then I, we can finish up. But, uh, so yeah. who would, who would your favorite teammate be that you were a part of in the NHL? In NHL? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, like if you talk about Pittsburgh, I think I really love hanging out with Ian Moran. Nice. Know, Ian Moran was a very cool guy. And then my first teammate, uh, my first roommate in NHL, Scotty Lachance, you know, he, for two, three years, we were roommate together on the road. And uh, he, he taught me, you know, my English, more, more, basically, you know, because I, I didn't speak the English when I came. Uh, and then, you know, I we used to ask him so many questions watching TV, you know, I probably drove him crazy, but he helped me a lot, you know. So I think Ian Moran and both, both, both boys from Boston area. Nice. Uh, next one here. If you could pick one current NHL player to be on a line with, um, either defenseman or forward, doesn't matter who who would it be and why. Like Sid, Gino, Ovi, uh, McKinnon, McDavid, Matthews, anybody, any current star. 
Well, I think I would love to play with uh, Ovechkin, you know, see him, uh, you know, uh, he's getting older, but still, you know, he has so much passion for the game. And I think we will be, uh, I play with him this summer a lot, but nice. during a lot, uh, you know, during the COVID issue. But uh, I feel it would be fun. I play with him in the Olympics too, but, you know, playing right now on the same team would be cool. Do you think he's going to break the uh, Gretzky record, the goal record? Well, I hope so, you know. Yeah, uh, I hope so, you know. It'd be cool. You know, it'd be good to make it close. And, uh, you know, it's good for hockey, you know. Not only, yeah. you know, I, I don't think uh, anybody imagined it can happen, but people start talking right now. So hopefully he can stay healthy enough to do that. Yeah, and it's coming from a diehard Penguins fan. I, I hope he breaks it, too. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, a couple more. So, what, do you have any, like, a, the craziest story or fan story from the road, anything like that? We know fans can be crazy out there on the road. Well, you know, um, I never forget when I scored game seven overtime goal. I came home, and uh, there was, like, flowers, candy, cookies in front of my house. You know, it was so many balloons and shit. And then I realized people knew where I was, where I lived. You know, I remember that, you know. Oh, my first year with the Islanders, we're driving from Hartford uh, back home on a bus, and there was a bunch of girls chasing our bus, uh, and they were, you know, totally naked, you know, showing boobs and everything. And the guys were just having a blast. You know, that was a good old days when there was no phones or nothing, you know. So yeah, couldn't even we take had, a picture. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was cool, you know. That's funny. Weird. I remember that because that was one of the first couple road trips for me, and I was like, oh my god, this league is crazy. <laughs> Uh, so you hear a lot about like prank stories from from guys on the road and all that whenever they have their their uh, things on like HBO and all that stuff. But uh, so do you have any good prank stories? Either one that uh, you played on a guy or two that happened to you. Oh, I know. Uh, it happened a lot of things. They did a lot of pranks on me when I was a rookie in uh, New York. You know, I remember uh, every time if I was late to practice, you know, or late uh, whatever they used to like uh, put Vaseline in my helmet or cut my uh, skate laces, you know, or I remember I bought my first sneakers in America and I was like, oh my God, my first, uh, you no, know, athletic shoes, Nike. I remember it was so beautiful. So next day I came back to, uh, to a locker room and I couldn't take it off on my bench. I was like, what happened? I thought that somebody glued my, you know, I, I thought somebody glued my sneakers to the bench. But they, you know what they did? They, they, they nailed it to the bench, my sneakers, brand new sneakers. I was so upset. How can wow. they do that? You know, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I was shocked. But guys thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get anybody good like that whenever they, they came into the league? Oh, I was one guy who, you know, then I was uh, one of the – pranksters you know i did a lot of things for you know putting shaving towel shaving cream on the towels after the shower you know or hiding things from guys stealing cars hiding you know <laughs> I, you know i was uh you know uh, if you ask anybody you know for any team i played they thought that you know i was very uh, crazy and uh having fun guy nice all right man is there anything else you want to say or plug or anything like that no, I'm good, man. Everything's good, you know. Hopefully this year's going to be over soon and uh, Mario's going to invite me to another camp and I'm uh, going to come to Pittsburgh again and have so much fun. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Bye. Nope. <laughs> Mr. Pop.